0: welcome everyone to another episode of the full center Rejects. i am here after a trivia night of pokemon and drinks in our studio living room on the couch rose
1: hey guys
0: and joining us from his studio recliner billy the bat
2: i always like how we come in like we weren't just talking for like 25 fucking that's called our pregame, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> or having technical <laughs> difficulties for the last hour.
0: Yeah, we uh, Billy is working on upgrading his computer, but um, there were some technical difficulties, so he had to take a step back to make this work today. Hopefully next episode we have it figured out, but we have some content today that we want to get out there.
2: And hopefully um, my phone stays charging this entire episode.
1: Don't turn it
0: off. God help us. <laughs> oh God, I want to edit so
2: much. No, that was only an acre.
0: Well, we have something of a double feature tonight. We have story time once again with Billy the Bat with a not asylum,
1: asylum,
0: not an asylum, <laughs> the sanatorium, not an asylum. Yeah, In which you will go into the difference between what an asylum and a sanatorium is. And then, after that, we have a little bit back into the cryptid corner with another one tonight. Um, But, we will start with the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Really feel free to take it away.
2: Okay, Waverly Hills Sanatorium. And, yes, I'm going to tell you... Okay, because I have to keep clearing it up that this is not an asylum... I wanted to start by explaining what a sanatorium actually is. A sanatorium is a medical. It is not an asylum. It is a medical facility specializing in a certain illness and its symptoms. In the late 1800s and early 1900s, tuberculosis was the major need for sanatoriums like the one we have today. Several were designed to help fight the symptoms of TB or, or consumption, which coolest name ever. Uh, most of the uh, methods involve fresh air to help the patient's lungs. Is it consumption Some sanatorium. Is it consumption what? Is it consumption? Just eating food? Uh, yeah, but the food is you. Like tuberculosis, like consumed, like whatever part of the body it latched onto, like lungs, bones. It latched onto anything oh, it could really.
0: I get it. When you said tuberculosis or consumption, I'm like, oh, people are eating too much or something? Okay.
2: Oh, yeah, I missed the uh, comma there, so it sounded like it was rushed.
0: (laughs) Now I understand.
2: Uh, Some sanatoriums, including today's subjects, went as far as to place patients... Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) When as far as to place patient beds in open-air breezeways, supplying them with air to supposedly help fight the consumption. Unfortunately, they didn't have ivermectin, you know, because it seems like it helps COVID a whole lot. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, their voices were pretty hoarse at the time.
0: Nay. Ah. <laughs> <Hey.
2: laughs> nay, I say. <laughs> I say nay. Yo, when I worked at the horse place, I really should have been a dealer. Horse lovers? Yeah, that was like the peak of COVID, too. So, like, I had the in.
0: So, like, did you love the horse yourself, or was that for like, a third party?
2: <laughs> uh, we basically just sold stuff for the horse. I think that's Occasionally, true. sometimes for the horse to get laid, which was sometimes very weird.
0: I love nature. Did you
2: ever see a horse pox leave? <laughs> Now that we covered all those college sleeves, welcome to Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Louisville, Kentucky. In 1883, Major Thomas Hayes bought the land, originally used to using the space as the Hayes family home. Because the home was so far from schoolhouses, Tommy Boy here decided to open a local school for his daughters to attend.
0: So that's what the was about.
2: Yeah, you got it. Right, he finally graduated. Uh, he hired Lizzie Lee Harris as the teacher and stemming from her love for a book series titled The Waverly Novel named the school Waverly Hills. In the early 1900s, Jefferson County experienced a giant outbreak of tuberculosis, and to attempt to contain the disease, Waverly Hills was restructured as a two-story wooden sanitarium, not asylum, that (laughs) consisted of an administration building and a main building, complete with two open-air pavilions, each of which housed 20 patients apiece. In 1912, all tuberculosis patients from the city hospital re- were re- relocated to temporary housing in tents on the grounds, because that sounds good, mm-hmm. uh, awaiting the completion of an advanced cases hospital, which was opened in December of the same year. So these fuckers were out there in tents until
0: December. Ooh, in Kentucky, that's that I mean, like a warm state.
1: This thing's pretty intense.
0: Yeah, I mean... <laughs> that's intense. <laughs> so well, before we continue this uh, whole sanitarium was basically just a uh, at this point in stage was a, a tuberculosis center yeah I mean it was fucking tiny it
1: sure was a
0: center of tuberculosis I'm sorry go ahead are
1: you sure it wasn't
0: a consumption <laughs> asylum <laughs> consumption asylum because
2: the place was so small in 1914 a children's wing was it. This pushed the amount of patients that were, they were capable of caring for to 130. The pavilion was not only for children with tuberculosis, but also for the children of patients battling the, the disease. Because that seems like a good place you want to put kids, you know? Yeah,
0: let's put kids with the sick ones. Yeah, great idea. I like the chicken pox, so Yeah, chicken pox. I mean, then it's all out I mean, this is also it's entering, like COVID. Uh, I mean, this is the 19, early 1900s. We're also in World War I. There's uh, supplies are limited here. Also, wasn't this uh, when like the Spanish flu was becoming a huge epidemic?
2: You know, I'm not actually sure on the Spanish flu.
0: I, I know it was big during uh, World War One, somewhere around in, in there.
2: Yeah, I actually do think I remember
0: reading it saying that like, we have here uh, 1918. It, it, it like peaked.
2: Oh, so yeah, it was in 1924. New construction began on what is currently standing in Louisville. In 1926, a five-story building with the ability to have 400 patients. The sanatorium was well understaffed and well over overpopulated with patients.
0: We're crowded. And always nice for a sanatorium filled with people who you know have a breathing disease.
2: Yeah, you know, sanatoriums weren't known for their um, limits on patients.
0: Well, as we're seeing doing these some of these episodes, just medical medical care in general in the early nineteen hundreds was still wasn't as modern as it is today, where they you know really understand how diseases spread.
2: Yeah, I mean, like this is my second sanatorium, like deep diving into, and it's like the same thing. It's you know, oh, we have way too many people and way too.
1: Maybe that's why they started calling them asylums because the sanatoriums were not so sanitary.
2: Haha, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. I think the asylum thing came about because you know, a lot of them did house people with like mental handicaps well, I mean, but like this this one this one at least didn't have a tour guide yelling at you that it wasn't an asylum
0: as we discussed in the uh, Panhurst episode this was also back when if you had any indication of a, a mental disorder even though it wasn't even close to being a mental disorder by modern standards you someone could just throw you wherever
2: oh that woman's mad
1: Happy
2: International
1: Women's Day. My daughter
2: (laughs) We needed to get one in.
0: My daughter did algebra. She's a witch. Put her in one of these places.
2: She read the word the. (laughs) Taught you octagon. (laughs) Uh, With the discovery of streptomycin in 1943 and the amount of tuberculosis that was... As the amount of tuberculosis diagnosis, that's a fucking tongue twister and a half, <laughs> began to drop, so did the need for sanitariums. Uh, the remaining patients were moved to the nearby Hazelwood Sanatorium on the opposite side of Louisville. And I looked into it. Um, Waverly was pretty racist. They'd allow some, you know, colored people in. Hazelwood wouldn't allow any in at first.
0: Wait, are you telling me? A kind of southern border of the state in the nineteen what was it, nineteen sixties, nineteen forties, nineteen sixties, was a little bit
2: uh, like nineteen hundreds or twenties.
0: Yeah, a little Roughly. bit um a little bit prejudice towards people of color. This is this is shocking.
2: I know. Who would have fucking done Kentucky of all places?
0: I thought all these civil rights laws back going on back then just prevented all this stuff,
2: huh? Maybe I understand what Martin Luther King was fighting for, you know?
0: I had a dream that all sanitariums will be treated equally,
1: not as asylums. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, Waverly did have like an entire like boarding house for um,
0: African Americans.
2: That's not in the notes, but I do remember that from research. Are you
0: saying that like as like they were people of color were segregated in the um, sanatorium? Yes,
2: there was sanatorium segregation.
0: Well, you you, you know what that means, and they they got even lesser care.
2: Yeah, there was a thing, like, there were pictures taken at Waverly, and, like, all the white patients looked like they were, like, you know, just kind of chilling, having a good time. And, like, the black boarding just looked not
0: pleasant. Like they were being fed or cleaned, they were just kind of just there.
2: Yeah, like, I think they were, like, getting... Some care, but probably obviously not as much as you know, the kids who are out at the playground with all their tuberculosis germs. Uh, Waverly did close its doors for good in June of 1961, which is also when my mom was born, but she maybe probably didn't may have anything to do with it, but it's a possibility. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> uh, in 1962, the building was repurposed with once again, as Woodhaven Geriatric Center, a home for elderly patients with dementia and similar diagnoses, as well as severely mentally handicapped. Asylum!
0: It became an asylum after all. During your research, um, how
1: much uh, information did you find out about the death tunnels?
2: Oh, I have the whole part coming up on the death tunnel.
1: Okay.
2: Don't worry, I couldn't miss that.
1: I know, that's a big part of the story.
2: Again... Uh, the geriatric home was severely understaffed and closed because of reports of patient neglect in 82. The same year my sister was born. It's, you know, we're tying knots together here. Uh, Waverly Hills was purchased in 2001 as re- was restored as yet another Halloween attraction, providing tours of the grounds with the funds going towards the restoration and upkeep of the building. Um, so, if we want to book that on our, you know, ghost hunt, I guess.
1: I mean, yeah, do they actually wanted to make it a, a, a local tourist uh, attraction where tour. it was like a Halloween hunt. Um, the, the people that, that bought that back in 2001 uh, was Charlie and Tina uh, Mattingly. Mattingly. And they purchased it for a whopping $230,000. Well,
0: while we're on that subject, before we uh, continue and I forget... Um, would you like to, for someone who might not know, explain kind of, if they wanted to visit, explain where Waverly Hills is located.
2: Waverly Hills is located on the outskirts of Louisville, Kentucky.
0: That, that would take a lot for us to go there. A 12 hour trip, maybe? Nah, you gonna know, fuck it, I'm down.
2: Uh, the amount of deaths at Waverly Hills has longly been disputed with, this longly a word? Why did I fucking write that? Uh, the amount of deaths at Waverly Hills has longly been disputed, with a rough estimate being around 63,000. Currently, the confirmed death count is up to over 11,000. As more information is uncovered, that number is going to continue to
0: rise. Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel that like 63,000 is a, probably a little high. Well,
0: do you think, um, just based off your research, is that more so... Just people getting old at a sanatorium and just naturally dying. And plus, for being a center for a tuberculosis patients doesn't help. Or would well, this might have to do more with just patient neglect? And, you know, as we went over, segregation of people who are, you know, a minority.
2: Well, I mean, tuberculosis obviously paid, played a major factor in it. Um, I'm sure there was neglect at Waverly, but like, Penhurst seemed a lot oh, yeah. worse.
0: I mean, they had a whole documentary about how neglectful they were.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't get worse than that. The, the Stuffer the children? It mean, could
0: get it a little worse. Have you heard of, like, Auschwitz?
2: Oh, I wonder if I can find ghost stuff on that. You also
0: have to think, over the period of time,
1: um, it opened in the early 1900s, and it didn't close until the 1960s. So you have to think, there's almost a good almost 60 years in between now and then, and with the tuberculosis and the neglect and the things actually, that went wrong, that could be an accurate number. Actually, yeah, you gotta
0: think that's what just over sixty years, sixty thousand deaths. That's what just over a thousand deaths a year.
1: Yeah, and back in the day, Something like tuberculosis that. was killing hundreds daily. Oh yeah, kind of like COVID.
2: But speaking of the deaths in uh, Waverly Hills and how they dealt with it for the most part. Um, It's my first uh, scary, spooky thing about this place. Um, It's called the Death Chute. The Death Chute was originally used as a supply chute to get medical supplies up to the hospital to fight the ailments of tuberculosis. All of which were basically as useless as air. Like I couldn't find anything on when it was or, like, what they were sending up, um, I couldn't find anything on like when it was changed to a shoot to dispose of the bodies either. Um, but at some time it was,
0: I was just gonna say, this is also back when, um, they were kind of just like trying their best trying to try figure out what could actually treat something. They a lot of trials were going on, and
2: yeah, like, they had a whole wing that was on. Like a fucking breezeway, just so they could get fresh air, you know.
0: This is also back in the day where people had to go on a giant iron lung for polio.
1: Also, um, like just like the last time when we did the non asylum asylum, we also talked about American Horror Story yeah. and the death shoot is appeared in American Horror Story Hotel Cortez, mm-hmm. which kind of pay tribute to the Waverly. A Hills asylum. I not thought that,
0: asylum. I thought that just was actually a tribute to an actual murder house. Well, to the serial killer. Well what was his name? March yes,
1: so, yes. but this the, the you dispose of the bodies and the death chute would bring it all the way down to the basement, which was a like not so much a tribute but a play on words to the death tunnels.
2: I can't find anything when it was changed from a supply chute to a death shoot but at some time it was used to dispose of dead patients secretly so the other patients wouldn't see it so the morale would stay high in the patients today the death shoot is a downward slide that has been as so in dentist history no doubt leaving some sort of depression i would Accounts include disembodied voices, shadows, and footsteps. Another of the more famous haunts of Waverly is found in room 502 on the fifth floor. As story goes, a nurse hung herself in this room from an exposed pipe after she discovered she was pregnant from a doctor in the hospital. There's a lot of speculation about this story, though. Cut up for a botched abortion.
0: Before you got to that part, I was about to say, there's some, um, you know, me hearing that a nurse got Pregnant from a doctor, there's some cognitations uh, I started to think of. And you say, you know, a botch of abortion.
2: Yeah, I think I think he was married or something, too. So, like, it was a whole thing. It was probably, you know, a covered-up murder. Oh, let's get into trouble. <laughs> On this episode of Full Sand Rejects, oh, gonna, let's get into issues. We're going to
0: trigger ourselves.
2: First-hand accounts of Room 502 have included shade moving in the windows, voices, and an ev- and even an EVP of a child yelling. Uh, one of the lesser-known paranormal phenomena... What's up with all these tongue twisters I type? Paranormal. The lesser-known par- lesser paranormal phen- phenomena that I personally re- really enjoy is known only as the Creeper. No one really knows exactly what the Creeper is it could possibly be a human entity but the actions aren't really known to be human for the lucky few who get to see this lovely guy have said it crawled on all floors on the on all fours on the floor up walls and even the ceiling it's mostly seen on the fourth floor from what i've researched but he's been documented in the other areas of the hospital This is only really kind of a small portion of everything going on. And uh, these paranormal phenomena, and some believe, is still happening to this day. So do we want to spend, uh, do we think this place is haunted? I mean,
0: it's possible. Any uh, place like that, any structure that houses, you know, so much death, like you said, there are 60,000 deaths there. It's just my personal beliefs that, you know, there's still going to be some spirits hanging around. Um, But, you know, everyone believes in their own thing. Uh, May, what do you think?
1: I definitely believe that. Um, Especially when somebody has died and they don't understand the reason why they died and they're stuck in a place and there's no way of crossing over to the other side, that they're just trapped souls, especially if they were wrong, you know, segregated or treated differently, didn't get the medical help. You know, that's a lot of deaths. Um,
2: They got a fun slide at the end, though.
1: Whoopee! Swirly, swirly, swirly. Swirly,
2: swirly. Yeah. It should have been a swirly slide. Yeah, they I fucked think, up. Yeah,
1: I think they fucked up. But, I mean, even if one person dies in a house somewhere, you know, you want to believe that that person's spirit's somewhere in that house. And whether it was an, an accidental death or it was just, you know, a person who was old and it was time for their passing, if you can believe a single house haunted with a single death occurrence, would you think that over almost theoretically sixty thousand deaths wouldn't have some kind of you know a trapped soul? Of I some mean, sorts?
0: it's definitely haunted. I mean, we've all experienced the Ashland House.
2: Oh, that's a that was a good. I time.
0: one time I wasn't home and Billy thought I was I was home because <laughs> he heard like loud noises upstairs. Yeah, and he messaged you. <laughs> this <laughs> is fun. Hey, home! I heard like a banging upstairs. No, I'm not. Not like I'm not even in close. Oh. We heard th- we heard loud sounds up there. Oh yeah, that's the ghost. What?
2: That actually brings me to my next question. Uh, do we want to spend the night with the creeper?
0: I mean, just point on the house. <laughs> i grew up terrified of spirits. No, I am out of that.
2: Yeah, that little girl's fucking <laughs> awesome.
0: What about you? you, would you spend a night with the creeper?
1: It depends on the price.
0: Actually, that's a good point. What's what's if there's a how much <laughs> would you, would you need to be paid? You spend
2: a night there with a the creeper i'd probably do it for like 500 bucks a pack of cigarettes
0: <laughs> really lower standards to me
1: well billy um your standards could be lowered um i did look up and do some, to spend a night with uh you know to do it the tour or the it depends on what kind of tour you want it comes at a cheaper rate than you think you know they have
2: really well, yeah they really?
1: have a of-
2: do they pay no me? you pay
1: them to hang out with the Creeper, believe it or not.
2: Oh, no, I don't like him that much. She
0: has uh, different things right here. She's about to explain it. Um, different packages they have and tours in case anyone would want to uh, spend a night with the Creeper.
1: They actually have six different packages, believe it or not. Ooh. They have the Ooh. Uh, Guided Paranormal Tour, which is only 30 bucks. The two-hour tour. Two hours, you know, you know that, that additional two hours... You get an extra, uh, you know, half hour, and it's the historical tour guide. And then they have the ninety dollar uh, six hour investigation, which kind of gives you the back, the detailed the history of everything. And you kind of, it's like a game of Clue. You try to figure out who done it.
2: Um, it was like a fucking escape room inside a haunted much. place. You get, no,
1: you get to go. You get I, to pair up in groups. I, I couldn't do it. And then, for the whopping price of uh, $100, you can do a private investigation with teams. So, you get eight hours, you get up to 10 people. You guys can split up and be shaggy in the team with Scooby Doo, and you're trying to catch the bad guy. (laughs) Uh, And something they started uh, this year is the 2023 Haunted House. Now, it's a Halloween special, you know, Um, depending on what, what, you know, how many people you have going. It's anywhere from $25 to $65. It's a fundraising event. They have live actors for your jump scares, you know, because we all love those. Um, They have a, a Facebook page, you know, you can always go onto Facebook and see what days they have available for that. The prices also depend if you're going on a weekday or the weekend. So if anybody who is in the Kentucky area and want to do a fall seasonal Halloween scare at a real-life haunted place, that is uh, definitely something you look forward to doing. But the cheapest is going to be your... Uh, and anybody who is local in the area who actually just wants to go there, the cheapest is thirty is the $32 an hour... Uh, $32... For the two-hour private uh, tour that you get, and that is open to the public uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays uh, for the cheapest price. That you get everything that we talked about before, um, just at a cheaper rate because you know most people work during the week.
2: What the fuck's with the divorced parent uh, hours they got going on?
1: It's
0: about hourly rates.
1: Of the hour. Um, uh, they have the thirty-two dollars.
2: No, what? What's with their Tuesday, Thursday?
1: I mean, that was their. That's that's just a cheap package they have, and hmm. during the week, they, it's like a weekly special. Like when you go to a theme park, it costs more on the weekends than it does throughout the week. Not terrible.
2: Kenobo. It's
0: free to go
1: there. It's free. So you just pay a good bit of tickets. <laughs> yeah. Um. And we, uh, what I can do is I'll get the information and we can we can attach it to our Facebook page if anybody is in, interested in either taking a road trip to the Waverly Hills or just want to look up the information uh, to maybe if they know something Or yeah, our can,
0: Instagram. on Instagram now, which I'll get into later for our handle. But, yeah. And, you know, as, as we're growing, there's a lot of listeners starting to come. Um, We're getting closer and closer to a milestone into where we will actually be financed this podcast. And as we continue to grow with that, and if anyone else wants to donate anything, we can use that money to go on trips like this and make better... Um, what's the word I'm looking for?
1: More realistic uh, podcasts. So yeah. instead of just doing research... We're having a fascination with them we can talk about our real life experience not just that but we can make
0: uh youtube clips tiktok clips stuff like that um and i believe of course
2: hey i actually had a trip to talk to you guys about but
0: i was gonna suggest you know if anyone does donate to us um i, I believe we should be 100 percent transparent on what you we use that money for Like these trips or upgrading equipment or something like that so we can make a more uh, a better product and uh, more research research. uh, better content um stuff like that
1: especially now that we have have facebook we have spotify we have instagram we can upload videos uh you know pictures from these places a lot of people see pictures that are on the internet and some of them are doctored you know these will be the actual raw footage from our phones uploaded to our listeners who thoroughly enjoy listening to especially the haunted uh, like segments like today
0: and, and not just our phones but as we continue to grow and you know be able to uh, purchase some things we can get actual equipment cameras stuff like that um, and go out and you know, use some actual professional equipment and give our authentic, yeah, our uh, authentic investigation. You know, reports on some of these uh, places and many more. There's
1: so many local places that oh, have yeah. uh, hauntings.
2: I do have actual pictures for the Instagram. Then, right, well,
0: I, I gave you the um, the login, or if you want to wait till we get to that subject, and then we can you know post those as a uh, hype sort of thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna, we're, um, we're actually gonna use this Instagram. Oh,
0: we have some followers already. Did you have any more on the ghost uh, hunt? At
1: no, I just wanted I wanted to get, put a little detail into the the actual attraction yeah. to not only just not spread the word of our storytelling, but that someone actually put the money into taking something that happened so terrible and turn it into a profit. Um, that people are willing to throw their money Capitalism. At. Uh, especially uh, those people that are close or willing to take a road trip with friends because they love all things spooky yeah. like we do um, and that's willing to go there I just wanted to be able to spread the good word that you know everybody talks about haunted places but no one thinks hey someone made a tourist attraction out of it huh that's neat we should go there yes you can actually
0: for
2: the right price. And we're not sponsored. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry, you yeah. have something Billy? No,
2: nah, if you want to get chased by it, some okay. guy with a chainsaw in a haunted place, you know, oh, you can check it lonely. out.
0: Everything else is authentic. <laughs> and and we're not saying this if we're sponsored by them. We have no connection to this place whatsoever. We just this is something we're interested in. Um we you know, we like the haunted the mysterious and um all things spooky. Yeah, all things spooky.
2: If they want to sponsor us, them, I mean, I'm not, not going no to be mad. I am not sponsor
0: at this point. i mean, we we'll continue on. Billy, do you have any, uh, anything else you want to add to Waverly Hills Sanatorium?
2: Uh, I, I, I just have that I was a lot more prepared but Hey, you know what? that. that. That's
0: uh, the, one of the points of this podcast. We're approving. I think every episode we're doing a little better.
2: We are now a so, self-help please. podcast.
0: I'm here <laughs> after several <laughs> drinks doing this, okay? I don't know about self-help.
2: I just read through an essay high as fuck. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm doing great, too. Good
0: job, Billy. Well, if that's it. We made but it. I believe that will then conclude our main topic for this episode, Waverly Hills. Um, as I said before, we have a little bit of a bonus with, in, 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 into the cryptid corner.
2: Which I totally didn't open the notes yet. Need time to open them? No, no, I like learning
0: about it. Well, from you. I, you know, this this is a short one, so I figured we we might as well make this you know a bonus at the end of a main uh, topic instead of making its own episode. Um, but this cryptid is called the ebea. It is a magical eel in Melanesian mythology, which for anyone who is not familiar with that. Um, they're basically from the Pacific Islands. Specifically, this one is from the lakes of uh, Fiji, Fiji, Solomon, and the Vanuatu Islands. Um, You know, east of Japan and Australia and all of them.
2: You fucking know where this is. Hey.
0: Okay, put it like early 1945 <laughs> American Navy, where we were at like, against Japan. Somewhere around that area.
2: Like 30 miles offshore, It's research I'm doing now.
0: Um, It's one of those countries that is definitely frightened by global warming because they might not be a country anymore. Are they they a country now? They're just, you know, losing some of their land because, you know, the oceans are rising. Yeah, well. But um, this creature is uh, considered to be very protective of the fellow animals in its lakes. It's rumored to drown anyone who tries to catch fish, fish from its lake. And there's actually a legend... Where a uh, local villager went to uh, fish from the Abayas Lake, not knowing it was there, caught a bunch of fish, and then well, who and, you prepares for that preparation for a thirty-foot uh, eel living in a in a lake? Are we sure and this one was not a real stick? There is some uh, potential, you know, observations because the, there is some scientific evidence. That there might be an undiscovered eel living at the bottom of these lakes. But nothing concrete. But there is a legend. <laughs> it's a whale. Another whale's penis. Billy, were you uh, looking this up again? The whale's penis?
2: <laughs> I was not. It's not in my You're search not. history on the <laughs> new computer yet. Yeah. Not
0: yet. There is another legend um, with the Ebea, where a local villager went and fished in its lake, not realizing it was there. And he caught, he had a great harvest. He caught lots of fish. But the Abaya unleashed its wrath, and a storm was summoned out of nowhere and flooded the whole village and kind of killed most of everybody present.
2: Sure, it wasn't just a hurricane? You
0: gotta think, uh, back then, especially with some of these primitive tribes, they took natural storms as, you know, some act of vengeance from they a religious figure or some mythological creature
2: yeah meteorology well, wasn't a big it. thing then
0: however in some of these lakes <laughs> uh modern day scientists do believe there is an undiscovered species living there so it might be a little bit of uh they thought they saw something that not many did so their imagination got the better of them However, for those who play um, the hit fantasy game, who is which is also getting a movie coming out, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, um, I've read that the Abea is a maybe not a common, but it is seen in that game for dungeon masters to use. Hey, you know they Of course, it is. Use their imagination and whatnot, And they take elements from mythology, and you know, so does Stranger Things. So you know. Power to it. We should do a and D campaign. Also in a uh, hit. Uh, video game called Stranded Deep where you're, it was a survival game based underwater, it's you know a Playstation, Xbox, computer and all that, it's one of the bosses there um, just just a reference for somebody who might be in the uh, like video game slash D&D scene but that wraps up that mini spot for the uh, Crypto Corner
2: I would like to have a giant eel as a pet thank you, I would
0: not eels are just they're, they're
2: weird to me no eels are totally weird they're like yeah just just be a snakes, snake but right. not figure out how to
0: land there's already uh, what pisses me off about eels is there are already sea, uh sea snakes like a sea crate
2: yeah they still haven't figured that shit out
0: animal kingdom is amazing i mean there's all yeah, sorts there's of waters snakes. Snakes there are
2: yeah i used to have to deal with water because it's all the time not water moccasins. Racers. Okay, black racers. Those ones.
0: Aren't black racers non-venomous? Yeah, but aren't uh, They can make you like sick. They can't venomous? kill
2: you. Yeah. Nah, you? we had copperheads, but we didn't have... There were water moccasins up here. Not far and few between, but...
0: As we uh, come to the conclusion of this episode, and it might be a little longer because we had the main portion of this segment of this episode. A little bonus, but we are brought... You in partnership with the Greg Stanilonis Senior Memorial Scholarship.
2: Fuck Edge. you stand?
0: I you should it. always pause. I should. When will I learn? Yeah, when I don't they, understand uh, why you don't. You're right. I should learn. They help bring a thousand dollar scholarships to local kids, um, mostly through the Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania area. the school is going up, and this is something that a individual wants to do to help make his area better and I think that's very commendable Good man. Um, and I was talking to him earlier Great guy. Um, with the St. Paddy's Day events coming up is currently looking at joining some local businesses and raising funds for the holiday for the scholarship if you feel charitable and you know have some extra dollars in your wallet um, feel free to donate to this wonderful scholarship. We will post it with our uh, Facebook as long as information in our uh, Spotify description for this episode.
1: And our Instagram account.
0: And our new Instagram account. And maybe if we get it up in time, we better, well, we better trend.
2: <laughs> Yo, pizza, pizza Place is sponsoring G-Stand. Pizza Place is so good. Which is pretty cool. So Best sweet Not pizza of the
0: best sweet and and, in Google uh, Country.
2: Oh, you don't even
0: know. We'll have, we'll have a taste-off.
1: A blind taste test.
0: Yeah. Next time Billy comes up, I'll, we can send him money or he'll pick it up, whatever.
2: We'll we use...
0: He yeah, Bradfield's right
2: there. I jump oh, on the interstate pizza.
0: We will all blindfold ourselves. We'll have an uh, independent party. Mix the pizzas up. Come on our plate, we'll try them. And see what's better. Okay. Um, We're also <laughs> working in partnership with Bugs Be Gone Pest Control. You know, we talked about cryptids, but they're not the only uh, nuisances out there. They might not cause floods, but there's, it's getting warmer, and there's rodents coming out and other bugs. It's definitely skunk season.
2: Bees! Yep.
0: Um, so, and we will have their information as well. <laughs> you can contact them at 570-599-5772. They are family-owned, locally business, serving the Luzerne, Schuylkill Counties, and some other surrounding areas. And just remember, in these times of inflation, you have these big companies. We won't name names here. We're a positive podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They don't care about your wallet. Let's Be Gone does. They're local to community. They interact with everyone here. And it's—I mean—you collect the reviews, five stars all around.
1: Yep, they're Google. Another great fucking guy. What pests are bugging you this season or any season? Uh, bugs be gone. Is is the the right the right family-owned and operated company for the job?
0: Unless it's the Abayu, that might be a little bit out of what they can do, but they will try. In the worst case, you get a free consultation.
1: Do you know what comes hand in hand with? With uh, pest control.
0: Oh, please tell me. House inspections. Ooh, yes, house inspections are key.
1: When you when you buy or purchase a home, your house needs to be inspected and pests. Uh, they go through and they they run through to make sure you have no termites. What? You can have house inspections, so you know when you buy a house, it's a it's one of those uh, big things that you know. You know most adults do nowadays, and buying a house anymore is cheaper than paying rent because rent is disgusting,
0: it's fucking terrible,
1: it really is. Uh, oh, so fuck you it. Uh, but listen, if, <laughs> and, you know, I have, as our listeners are growing and as we are promoting people, I'd like to put out that I have a very dear close friend of mine who is a realtor. And she is part of the Harrison team at Classic Properties. So if you're looking to buy or sell your home, she even does rental properties now. Um, I have the information. We will put it up on all of our pages, whether it's Facebook, Instagram.
0: Possibly Twitter.
1: Possibly Twitter. Um, My friend, Yesenia Martinez, is definitely, she is bilingual. She is friendly. And she is eager to buy. And she is eager to sell and uh get your you know even if you're looking to rent she has all the information that you need she is experienced and she is uh very helpful there's a lot of people like anytime i have questions about our mortgage or
0: or like when they raised the mortgage
1: yeah when i didn't figure out why they raised our mortgage it was because the school taxes but she broke it down for me It's always good to have a good... Yeah, family. they do that. You know, like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man or a friendly neighborhood Realtor.
0: A <laughs> neighborhood you said, yeah.
1: Yes. <laughs> so, you know, between, you know, scholarships, pest control, and Realtors, we got you guys covered from one block to another. We do appreciate all of our listeners, and we do appreciate everybody getting the word out, um, like our page to now to follow us on our new instagram and almost soon to be twitter so you know all of our listeners we do we love you guys
0: we appreciate you guys round of applause for the for the listeners i mean (laughs) the number may seem small right now but compared to our last podcast which i wasn't a part of you were not last one was disaster i think it was way too stressful we didn't have fun
2: no, it was supposed to be fun. For me it wasn't
0: fun 'cause I editing that on, on a certain time frame was, was not that great. You but
1: podcasts, stories, you but
0: seeing things. the numbers that yeah. we have now compared to that one is it, it makes me feel good. I don't know.
1: The listeners, it, it helps. You know, whether it's you know, just telling people that you heard, you know, your crazy drunk friends from school or or just, hey, I stumbled I mean, across this because... Something in, in the
0: me, same time frame, we have tripled the listeners. So I think that's a, a very good sign. I
1: mean, something that would seem... It's, it's, you know... Moving well, we on Well, that's not a lot, but it's a huge milestone for us. Yeah, triple. And I mean, that, we that's... We appreciate it so much. And if you enjoyed the episode, people like us. Do.
2: People don't like us.
1: But you know what? And if you don't enjoy an episode of redo segments that you guys just don't seem that are interesting enough, or just don't grab your attention, let us know. Hit us up mm-hmm. on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook.
0: Email us, either. Email us as well. Yeah. That's, that's out, out Email there. Email
1: us. Just let us know that if there's certain segments that you want to see more of, certain segments you want to hear less of, you know, we do this. Yeah, recommend topics. Recommend um,
0: things. Be a guest.
1: A speaker. Yeah, we're always looking for more people to come on the show to share our shenanigans with. If you want to be a guest, play waterfall. Come play
0: waterfall with us. We'll
1: get swirly, swirly, real quick.
0: And for our next episode, we have we're doing a, another serial killer episode, um, based off of a terrible person called Albert Fish. Um, he was. If a, you want to, yeah. Give a little preview on that.
1: Um. So just like our last serial killer episode, we learned about the sorcerer. Now we're going to learn about the gray man. Uh, Albert Fish. Well, Albert the Fish. Uh, he also was also known as the werewolf of Asteria, uh The boogeyman. He is. Which was one of his known names. The uh, vampire.
0: Of yes. New
1: York. The yeah, the Brooklyn vampire. He had so many names.
2: Didn't he look he like has, the old guy oh from God, Home Alone? A, oh, I
0: can't watch that movie again. He
1: had one. He had like, Eerie mugshots of all time. <laughs> he is known as one of uh, America's first real, real-life monsters. Because now, now he was—he's considered trouble, man. Movie, an American serial killer. He was also known as a child mal- rapist and a cannibal. Mm. So you know, if you enjoy our serial killer episodes, uh, next week we—we uh, we def- or next episode we definitely <laughs> have a disturbing read for you guys.
2: This guy was a child rapist and like a pedophile and oh, he did 80 this. 80 so. If you like this. Yeah, oh, good.
1: Oh. <laughs> some people like their meats aged.
2: Oh,
0: that's just in poor taste.
2: Yeah, and some people like meal. Oh. We
1: have lots and lots and lots to learn. Yeah,
0: that, that's going to be a good episode. Um... Yeah, that
1: I mean, if anybody has anything that they want to hear from us, or they feel like they want to hear from, I mean, the, the more common serial killers, or more common haunted places. They're always open to the suggestions to where you guys want to. Or cryptids. Or cryptids. Anything you or guys cryptids. actually want to hear, doesn't matter what it is.
0: You know, Billy called me the uh sea of Arona cryptids this week. Oh, yeah? I was very happy.
1: Yeah. Well, I think uh, Billy would uh, enjoy... Um, the next uh, episode is, uh, of our, you know, Mr. Albert Fish here. Oh, you
0: guys have a lot of... Oh, I
2: know kind of parents. about him.
0: Okay, well, when you said they have a lot in common. I was worried. Oh,
2: yeah, second. okay. Like,
0: did you and Billy have a conversation drunk that I was not a part of? Like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> in the Waterfall
1: episode. The if I was worried about that, Billy would not be coming over. <laughs> He's the size of a
0: small children. How can he do this?
1: Yes, Cole's still trying to, to share clothing with him.
2: Uh, yeah, it's going to happen a lot sooner than you yeah, think.
0: I am mean, doing this. talk, though. It seems like we each Fuck have yeah, our own dude. now. Like, we're really into it. Like, he has the haunted places. You have the serial killers. I have the cryptids. We and all love drinking. All, we all do well, love drinking.
1: Those are the key things to success right there.
0: Spooky shit and alcohol.
1: Drama and alcohol. <laughs>
2: Shit and I mean
1: the fact that he likes he chased ghosts, pretty much says he's he's uh, missing something in this life. I like serial killers, which tells me I'm mentally fucked. And you're just weird.
0: I'm just filling the hole <laughs> that left when Steve Irwin left this magical world.
2: <laughs> yeah, Steve Irwin didn't cover cryptids. Kodak that. does.
0: That. But I believe that will conclude our episode, unless you two have anything else to say
1: no. Uh, thank you thank you thank you thank you to all of our listeners appreciate it we do this for fun and the fact that we have people listening to us uh, the fact that it's growing like every episode we exciting. continue to yeah it really is and we thank you honestly
0: like
2: yeah I'm so thankful I, I was that.
0: afraid it was going to be the last like the last podcast where we get a couple people listen to it But this time it's legitimately growing.
1: We are the Full Send Rejects, and we we wear that name with pride. We really thought we were going to be rejected, and this podcast wasn't going to last that long. But, you know, sometimes you need rejects like us to enjoy our crazy shenanigans. So, yeah. All I got to say, we love you, we thank you, and um, we. Continue to enter- entertain you and maybe educate you. With some crazy, disturbing shit in the future. <laughs>
0: Seems like as well, good a place as any to land this. As big. she perfectly put it, we thank you and never forget to full fucking send it. I'll enjoy the rest of your day or night. Fucking send when you Listen to this, and we will see you next time. Until next time.
2: Cheers. That's a